Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you want your children to be happy, creative, and inspired, this is the episode for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor is a podcaster and educator based in England, and he is helping parents, teachers, and school districts be on fire for inspiring the next generation. So sit back and relax, unless you're on your commute to work or on your way home. In that case, we want you to be safe. Uh, as we have this conversation with Mark. Now, before we dive in, um, if you haven't yet subscribed to our show, go ahead and click that subscribe button and never miss an episode. So whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or some other player for podcasts, hit that subscribe button. Now that we've taken care of that, let's begin. Here we go. All right, Brandon, welcome back. I see you've got your donor shirt on again. It's like... How did you donate so much in so little time? I give blood every two weeks. Every you, can you yeah. really? You can do platelets every two weeks. Oh, okay, I, I didn't. Fourteen know that. days. See, I lived in Germany at a time when mad cow <laughs> disease was a thing. I don't believe you did. So. I think you're just scared of giving blood. Okay. <laughs> no, I do it because um, they give you cookie. Well, I guess I'm on the keto diet now, so yeah. the cookies don't matter anymore. But they have water. The other day they had ice cream, so that was pretty cool. Blue Bell ice cream. So, yeah. You know, and unlicked, so it wasn't previously <laughs> opened. America. America. <laughs> Land of where we lick the ice cream for you and then put it back in the freezer. There you go. Oh, did you see in Texas, this has nothing to do with our guest, but in Texas, I think it was in Houston, um, somebody stood up on one of those freezers for the grocery store and peed on food products. Awesome. And he, of course, got arrested and Way is to go, America. going to be charged with bioterrorism as well. And I remember somebody in my family was saying, well, why are they arresting him? I mean, he just peed on the food. I'm like, well, you know, just like the lady who licked the ice cream, that counts as bioterrorism. Yep. And I'm so, glad all my children are 18 and over now. Whatever yeah. stupid thing they do is their fault. It's their fault. <laughs> Good luck, America. <laughs> but, I mean, how do you want up peeing on – well, don't do it, America. <laughs> Somebody don't do will it. do it. Trust me. <laughs> so, Speaking of non-Americans. Yeah. So now we talked about the great country of the United States of America. <laughs> we love uh, this country. We've Mark. reached out to a guest from the UK, the United Kingdom. Uh, this is Mark Taylor. I had the pleasure of being on his show, Learning on Fire, one of his three shows actually. And it was Learning on Fire. And I got to tell him – uh, and his listeners about my take on the role that parents have in the education of our kids. They, people should listen to that. Yeah, it's a really. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes hey, here for sure. There you go. It's a win-win. Uh, they get to see what a great interviewer Mark is, and I like the sound of my voice. So. Even if he doesn't have a good guest, <laughs> he's able to get something. He out got of something him. out of me. So there you go. Uh, so Mark, how are you doing? <laughs> Um, brilliant. Thank you so much, Brandon and Jerry, for, for having me on. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. We got Mark laughing so hard he couldn't respond. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I've what? just unmuted myself. Yeah, I think it's like, why am I on with these guys? What am I doing? <laughs> what did I sign up for? <laughs> so so we, we actually got Mark because of his arsenic kind of background. He's what? really into arson, right? No. Everything's on fire, though, on his website. Oh, I well, mean, you know, it's like education on fire. You know, like uh, your heart's on fire. Sense. Your brain is on fire. You're excited. You you're just energized. like catching things on yeah, fire. No, not literal, hmm, man. Not, that seems not, weird. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, Mark. Um, Brandon does take things literally from time to time. And That's fine. I did have someone sign up to my, in, my email list one 
bits and I sort of just sort of did a little search of where they are and what they were into. And I thought, I think they probably did join because they thought there was some kind of on-fire literal meaning there as well. And they soon came and they soon went. Yeah. So I think they were disappointed when I was talking about schooling and things like that. <laughs> They're like, I don't like my school. How do yeah. I torture I wanted to burn it yeah, down. Exactly. This yeah. guy's not teaching me that. Come on. Uh, oh, man. Uh, so, Eric, I know your background is you're a percussionist. And if I remember correctly from our conversation, you're also a music teacher. Yeah. So um, I went to music college and have been a professor professional percussionist ever since then back in the sort of mid 90s um and sort of through my sort of performing i wanted to to sort of give some stuff back i mean i really enjoyed the sort of the whole process of teaching drums and teaching percussion and and then through that i got the opportunity to do some whole class samba and music stuff which was really great so i sort of got more and more into that sort of education side while keeping my playing side up so they sort of worked in tandem for for many years and the two sort of really sort of interplayed really really nicely as I did more performing I liked how I could help people who were learning and as I was doing some more teaching I thought oh that's really clever I should probably do that in what I'm doing in my professional career so they kind of sort of helped each other out nice and then at some point you you felt like there was a need to get uh well you started I think with one podcast and then another and another and so now you got three podcasts that focus on education and learning so what was kind of the rut that you saw or the gap that you saw that needed to be addressed by those three shows so it was really a passion project. That's what it was. Um, it sort of came from my sort of workshops in schools that, that I don't know what it's like. I know it's much the same in the US, but certainly here in the UK, a lot of the media to do with education was quite down and quite negative. And yeah. you know, we all think teachers should be paid more money and have more time and it's high testing stakes and all that kind of thing. Um, but when I was going around lots of different schools doing my, my music workshops, I saw some absolutely amazing teaching going on and some kids having some great experiences and really good learning. And I thought, actually, what I'd quite like to do is to share that. <laughs> I thought, that actually, that just changes the dialogue. So those teachers within a school who thought, yeah, I'm sort of quite new, I'm quite energized, but I'm sort of feeling like I'm a little bit down on it because that's kind of the way this particular area feels. But I thought if I could share some positivity and some, oh, no, this school's doing this and they're doing some brilliant things and that's something I could put into my classroom or maybe it's a whole process of something that I could put into a school if they're part of the senior leader, leadership team, then I thought that sort of has a bit of a positivity about it. So, yeah, it sort of literally came out of me thinking – ah, this is something which I could share. And I just happened to have started listening to podcasts and suddenly realized that you could do this on your own. You know, you could create this voice and share it with the world. And I thought, well, it gives me an opportunity to do that. And I quite like the whole format. I like the learning of how all that came together. And so, yeah, it literally was a passion project, which sort of took me into that podcasting world with that first Education on Fire podcast. Nice. And the cool thing about being a musician is you kind of have a lot of the equipment already. You've got the microphones, the mixers, and <laughs> probably some kind of recording device. So all you need is all the software stuff after that yeah it's that and and, 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 a, and a quite a lot more knowledge than i had <laughs> as well <laughs> i think i think the thing that i um the thing that i have enjoyed the most is the is because i've got the performing element of sort of within me i think that that i found very comfortable and also the fact that it's a performing musician it's like right we've already started so i know that it, this number of bars or this number of beats i've got to play this note and it's not going to change it's that's what's going to happen and what i love about the podcasting thing is the fact that one we could edit things in and out which means it's never necessarily live life which i makes me feel even more comfortable mm -hmm. but also that actually if i want to stop talking for a second or i want to make it quieter or louder or whatever i want to do i've got the scope to do that and and that just makes me feel really happy but also really positive about the fact that i've got exact control of that and so that my performance element within it can really sort of shine through i think yeah and i know for me when i go into like 
you know, we just did this in the outro of an episode I recorded with Brandon a moment ago. I can go on a tangent and I think it's because I have yes. ADHD. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing some online assessments and they all keep saying you need professional help to diagnose this. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, great. Awesome. So this explains so much. But anyway, uh, the beauty of editing is I can cut all that out. So <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what, what they were really telling you is what you need to do is to be a podcaster and you've already managed to fulfill that. So there it's great. <laughs> If we could just edit our daily lives, that would be good. So at the end of the day, you could cut out yeah. the things that were either too long or too short or whatever. I think that's where goal setting comes into play, right? Yeah. Uh. I, I love what you do, Mark, because you're wanting to make your environment better and make people's lives better. So uh, talk a little bit about kind of what inspires you because we do one podcast and it's obviously a little bit more work than we thought it was going to be when we first started it. But to do three podcasts, what kind of drives you into that section to to really impact the world the way you are? Um, I think it was the fact that I'd kind of opened myself up to it in a, in a, in a quite a natural way. I suddenly realized that what was like a, a passion project and something I was really interested in suddenly had people actually coming back to me you know because when you're sat recording you have a great time chatting with the guests and you you really want to share the great positivity that's going out there but as soon as you get audience members getting back in touch and saying oh that's made a real difference in my classroom or this has made a big difference in my life you suddenly think my word this sort of feels very different and, and the impact obviously then is very tangible and what happened was was that i got people contacting me who were parents rather than just teachers or people working within schools and they were wanting to support their sort of teenage really adolescent children to to live life on their terms that everything i talk about is about following your passion and actually doing what you love because that's what i that's what i do you know as a musician it's, it was something which meant my voice as as authentic as i can be my voice comes through when i'm performing and i thought right. well, i only had that opportunity because my school happened to have a great music department and young teachers who were really into it and gave me that opportunity i'm not sure if i was a student these days i'd necessarily have that with the various cuts and things that are going on yeah. and so i thought in in some ways it does matter what opportunities you have but in other ways it matters more that you find those opportunities and how you do that and so i thought well actually if there are parents trying to support their children and i've got you know three kids going through the schooling system i thought actually interviewing people who are living life on their terms whatever that happens to be so it might be multi-millionaire business people it might be someone like me who plays the drums or or someone who just gets up every day and goes yeah this is what i want to do and just hearing what it was about them that means that they've got that and, and what was it you know what what book was it they read what podcast did they listen to which teacher was it that made a big difference in their lives and um you know what advice were they given by someone that they suddenly understood actually that they had more control than they thought they did and so it's all it was that sort of organicness really it was a chance that you know i went from schooling and i was suddenly talking to to parents and and, and their children and i sort of think of it as a kind of you know imagine you're taking your child to practice or something or to school in the morning you've got the podcast going through the, the car stereo right. and it's that kind of you know, those conversations those things you want to bring up which you you know you don't want to sit down and have a big make it a big deal like you know going in at the end of the day saying we need to talk about your future you know but lots right. of these things in that sort of more natural environment that can just come out and the more people i interviewed the more there was sort of a running theme you know it was literally that you know someone mentioned this and it opened the door to me or i read this book and the whole world changed and i thought actually if i'd heard that as a teenager maybe that would have helped me you know as a parent 
I'm able to say, oh, actually, I've just been, as, as a podcast, you know, I'm, I'm able to say it's almost daily, kind of, I've just interviewed this person, and they mentioned this resource, and I've read the book, and it's absolutely brilliant. So it all becomes part and parcel of a fabric of our of our learning journey together as a family, which I, I really, really loved. And so that's sort of really how the, the second podcast took off. And and through one of the schools I was teaching at, um, my third podcast, which is the National Association for Primary Education, it's they're, they're a non-political charity, and they were looking really to get their message out even more. And I was actually lucky enough to be invited onto their national council and i said well i know i've got these two podcasts already um yes it's a lot of work but i think actually what you're doing is an incredible thing and i think it's a way of bringing people together nationally to give teachers a voice to give people in education and people who are interested in children a voice and what we can do is get that message out there so i said look i'm just gonna i'm about to start my second podcast let's turn it into a network and i'll have three podcasts and they very kindly said that they would actually then sponsor the network which then enabled me to not that i was necessarily in a rut but it enabled me to have that security to say right i'm going to take it in this direction i'm already doing my performing career i've got my teaching career actually i can adjust that a little bit and actually then have podcasting as actually an integral part of my sort of working and passion life and it all sort of evolved around that really that's really good because you pointed out that had somebody else not planted some seeds of a music department when you were growing up then you wouldn't be where you are and really you're planting seeds that you may not ever get to harvest but you'll get to see how that impacts the world around you because you're putting these little things out there via podcast and and it's such a great medium because like you said you can listen in your car working out whatever and and it can impact your whole family and then it's coming and I don't know why this is as a parent but I, I find this to be true if somebody else tells your kid something it sounds more reasonable or yes. intelligent than if you said it and i've seen my kids say you know i found out i should save money it's like i've been saying that every day for 18 yeah. years yeah yeah but the guy down at the store told me i should do it so now i'm going to listen to him well so. there's that book raising a modern day night and yeah. in the transition like the ceremony of like passing your child from like childhood to adolescence one of the key ceremonies they talk about in that book is you take them out somewhere where maybe you guide them. Well, yeah, I guess the kid gets kidnapped, which is kind yeah. of a little, uh, maybe it's that's a little traumatizing. Kidnapping. Uh, but like they do a walk with, uh, other people. Uh, yeah. An adult male that you trust. And that person mm-hmm. imparts some wisdom onto your child. And then they pass you that your child onto another adult male whom you trust. And they pass on some of their wisdom and knowledge. And then they wind up with you at the end. But by the time they get to you, they've heard from anywhere from two to five different other adult men who've passed on their information and wisdom to this child. And so, all, you know, of course, they're probably not going to listen to what dad said yeah. in the end, but they're going to listen to all these other men and that's going to stick with them. And so it's interesting that you brought that up, Brandon. Sometimes your teenager won't listen to you, but they'll listen to maybe their best yep. friend or the listen to somebody else's parents. And like you were saying, you plant these seeds in them about a book or a topic or a method. And so you get that feedback from parents and teachers. I, I love that your goal is to just try to open up the world to more of these people. So rather than complain about your school system or how all kids are just terrible and teachers are terrible you're trying to make a difference in it and so in a way you have gotten out of that rut a lot of us do of just seeing a problem you're trying to fix a problem too stay with us we'll be right back and now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content if you have a business like me you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or youtube videos 
into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I think that's true. I think part of it was someone. I mean, there are two things related to the rut. One, one was the fact that when this podcasting opportunity came along in terms of actually creating it into a network, I was also able to sort of shift only my focus. I mean, I've still got, like I said, these three aspects of playing, teaching, and now podcasting, but I was able to shift the focus of some of those. There were some teaching elements, for example, which while it was incredibly valuable for me and some of the people I was teaching, the actual system that I was working in, 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 in one or two little areas, I thought actually was really hard working, quite sort of draining for me from an energy point of view. And so I was able just to shift that a little bit and focus on some different things. And as a musician, I spent, especially when our kids were small, um, my wife and I were both touring quite a lot. Um, and so these things just changed a little bit of a fraction. So rather than being on the road a lot, we both decided that we'd take care of the kids um, so that we were both at home as much as we could and share that kind of um, as they were growing up. Um, and so sometimes it's not about changing an entire ecosystem. It's just a few little things here and there. And and one of the things that I loved about what you were just saying about that sort of passing the information forward, one of the things that struck me when I was interviewing somebody in, in the last sort of couple of months was one of the biggest things that had happened to them is they'd, they'd had a mentor. They, that Someone at a school had given them the opportunity to speak to someone who could really take them under their wing and really enhance their, their whole sort of idea of what life was all about. They'd had a really tough upbringing. And th- it was really on their mind that they wanted to pay it back. They, was, they kept saying, you know, what is it that I can do to say thank you because I'm just incredibly grateful for the opportunities that I've had. And the person turned around and said, it doesn't matter about me, just pay it forward. Now you right. know what it's about. Now you understand it. Just give what you've learned and give it to somebody else. And I love that sort of feeling of expansiveness mm-hmm. because it's not about just staying in your rut or staying in your area or the place that you are. It's about almost sort of changing furrows, as it were, and actually right. just bringing it forward, passing it out to other people. What you've learned, you can then share rather than just keep it in whichever silo, whether that's the place that you live or the college that you're at or the school that you're at or the town that you live in as you sort of move around all these things and have the opportunity to expand, then just give it forward. Whatever you've got, just pay it forward. Right. That That's such a great way to live. Just be generous with your, your time and energy and knowledge and experience, because I can't remember the exact quote, but somebody said, you know, the best way to learn is somebody else's experience. You know, somebody yeah. telling you, Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this, do that. And then you you move forward sometimes years because you didn't go through that other process of just failure and and being a mentor is so huge. I I, I can't tell you the the number of people in my life that have just encouraged me and and protected me and spoke into my life because I just they took the time. So I always feel that obligation to take the time to do those kind of things. And and you're doing that on such a broad scale with the podcast because you're able to bring in experts and, and just ordinary people too, that can speak on a topic that you never know if that one sentence or that one phrase changes somebody's life forever. 
I think that's it. And I think, and I think not thinking too much about it sometimes is the best thing, you know, because you don't know what it is about that particular comment is going to make the difference. And, you know, when I was a, when I was still a student, when I was at school, um, I sort of said about having the opportunity at school to learn a musical instrument, which was absolutely fantastic. But the next stage of that, a year or two on, the the teacher I had in school just gave me the opportunity to have private lessons and and actually take it forward enough to be able to say, look, I can do this and you should play as often as you can, get out to this ensemble or that ensemble. Um, and as I sort of got a little bit older, I understood that he was charging next to nothing. You know, he right. he sort of saw something in me where he, which he thought was worth developing. And as a, as a teacher now, having gone full circle, I, I can now appreciate what that is because you just see there's something within certain people that just need that opportunity. I didn't come from a musical background. It was never going to happen just because I had the ability or the interest necessarily. It needs a little bit of guidance. And so sometimes just that, like I say, that little bit of information, that one contact with a person and in that scenario it happened to be someone that i knew and someone within my environment but i think with the the internet and everything that we have now at our fingertips you know you have the whole world at your fingertips and the world is your oyster it's just a question of understanding that you can get out there and and find it it's just um, wanting to make sure that that's what you want to do and that you're looking in the right places right and so many people need permission you know it it's sad and we said this on this podcast a number of times you don't need permission just go do it but a lot of people do require that you know we all in some way need somebody to tell us you can be a musician or you can be a whatever it is you want to be and when you're sharing your knowledge of of just experience and teaching and things like that you're giving people permission to go out there and make their own path rather than, well, I've never been told I could. I'm telling you now, you can. Now, I'll help you and walk along beside you. And I'm sure that teacher that that really saw that in you was paid way more just knowing your passion and that you were going to move forward with it. That That's really the investment they were making. I think that's probably true, and it's certainly how I would um, experience it from where I am now. And and I, th- I think the other thing is, it's actually also understanding the reality of these things as well, because you know you hear it quite a lot about you know follow your passion, go and do what you want to do, but there is also the the human element of it you know we still have bills to pay you know we still have food to put on the table and a family to raise and all of those kind of things so it's all very well saying yes i'm not i'm going to quit my job and i'm just going to do this but then there are some practical things you need to do as well um and so i think it's understanding the fine line between you know your passion your guidance your inner understanding of being authentic and knowing what's important to you and maybe some of the steps that take you there or actually putting yourself in an environment where you can learn what you need to do and allow the whole thing just to shift bit by bit. And I think that's where I've been lucky. It seems to have happened quite naturally for me that I've, I was able to follow my passion and, but even that's morphed over the years as well, you know, slightly different performing opportunities, slightly different teaching opportunities. And then the podcast came along and then even that's beginning to shift a little bit with more and more opportunities coming through that as well. And it's just a question of, it takes a little bit of a, a deep breath sometimes to say, right, now I'm going to do X. Like very recently, I've just stopped some of my teaching because I need to put more time into the podcast and, and the, the um, Primary Music on Fire membership site that I've done because I wanted to create a membership site to support teachers delivering music in schools because that's my passion. I talk all the time about following your passion and obviously music is what it is for me. But there's still that kind of, I could just keep going in the same way that I am and and it's all great and I'm thoroughly enjoying it, but I think there's a little bit more and that still takes a little bit of, I'm going to have to make a decision here, but I'm not going to do anything completely left field, but I can just a few little degrees here and a few little degrees there and just allow that 
that to change and as we know you know if you've got a tanker going in one direction on the ocean it only needs to be a degree or two different and actually in the course of a few miles you're going to be in a very different destination right and i think too many young people don't understand the time frame there you know when we say get out of that rut make your own path that doesn't mean tomorrow you got to quit your job and move someplace and and just go do that it means it's a series of small decisions and a series of failures sometimes and successes sometimes that that take you but it's the journey that you're on it's not a final destination. I, I don't want to be the, the greatest musician in the world and popular and all that kind of stuff. I want to go through the process of developing my craft and teaching and moving. And, and I would imagine, as, as Jerry and I have said a number of times, you're probably in a very different place, both professionally and literally, than you thought you would be when you graduated from high school. Very much so. I mean, I, I expected, you know, you go to school, I went to music college, you come out and you know, there's the opportunities of maybe getting a job in an orchestra or, or a theatre company or something like that. Um, in the UK, certainly when I was first in that position, there was quite a lot of freelance work. And it, is, it was one of the great assets of this country that you're able to do that. Um, but then many things happen. You know, there was the financial crisis. There was lots of um, small companies that suddenly started to fold and the, the, the freelance world was suddenly slightly smaller. And and banks didn't want to lend to companies, so they weren't able to go on on tour. I, th I think there was an example that one of the people we used to work for, basically they had an overdraft that covered an entire sort of 12-week season, and they knew that some weeks would be profitable, some weeks would be break-even, and some weeks probably wouldn't, but they're taking it to an area of the country that wouldn't get the opportunity to have the arts going in. Right. Um, then after the crash, the banks wanted to know that week in, week out, each week was going to be profitable, which in the arts is just hardly ever the case, you know, unless <laughs> right. you're Disney putting on a, <laughs> on a show in the West End or Broadway or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these things changed. And, and actually, that it's a really sad thing. But I think what it did show to me is the fact that some things happen and you have to adapt. And also it made me think, but also I want to create something which actually can put that back in so that, you know, I think one of the, one of the biggest drivers for me was the fact that while we might all think education should be different or I expect it to look like this, it's the fact that how does it look for you now? Right. You know, and our kids going through school, it was like, well, this is their situation. I don't ever remember what the politics were when I was at school. I don't know whether that was pro arts or or arts were less on the agenda, but I do know I had the opportunity. So actually, it's much more about the decisions that you make and how it is that you want to make an impact on any given time. And I thought I'd walk out of music college and get a job in one of the main orchestras, but that never did happen. And but actually, it turns out that in reality, the thing that I've loved the most about my career is the fact that I love the fact that I get to do so many different things. I get to play opera, I get to play ballet, I get to do music theatre, I've got to travel all over the world. And at the same time, I get to play lots of different things. I've got lots of friends who, who have had that more traditional route of getting a job in an orchestra. And after 15, 20 years, that like, I've kind of been here and done it now. I'd actually yeah. just really wish that I had the opportunity to play something else. And so while that might not have been what I thought I'd do back then, actually life just took me in a direction which I'm incredibly thankful for. I love that. That's such a great outlook on life. That process is making your own path, being open to new opportunities and you know, podcasting, certainly one of them, teaching you see and meet so many different people. So if people want to get a hold of you, what's what's the best way to kind of get connected to you and find out about all your podcast and everything else you're doing? Well, thank you so much. Um, the best way is to go to educationonfire.com. 
and through there all three podcasts live on that website and so you can um, look at each of those individually and there's a contact me there and all the social links are available so yeah educationonfire.com is the place to go and your home address if they want to just <laughs> oh stop gosh. by your village there and <laughs> hang out at the pub or... <laughs> if you're in england look so, him up uh, he's in london london yeah they, he's no, I'm just <laughs> north of london there <laughs> Uh, just north of London just yeah north, exactly just, 60 miles outside of London there you go uh, Mark it was great to have you on the show and um, we'll definitely need to keep in touch as the years go on and uh, maybe even have you back on here because I'd like to hear some of the success stories that come out of people who've been listening to your shows uh, as the years go by yeah I'd really love that and I, I appreciate you you both asking me to be on the show and I, I, I loved our conversation Jerry when, when you're on my show and uh, I think the thing that I love the most about this podcasting world is that it's so friendly it's so warm it's so positive and, and there's so much value to be gained from so many people and I, I have so many online friends now through this world and I absolutely love it so I really appreciate you offering me the chance to come and chat to you as well if you like everything you heard in this episode be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 198 there you'll find a link to Mark's website, as well as some of the resources that we've got, such as the interview I did with Mark on his own show. We're so glad you joined us this week, and the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. Share it with your neighbors. That's just the best thing you could do for the world. Okay, maybe I'm being a little facetious, but we are glad that you joined us. Now, until we come back next week, we want you to go out there and live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.